Merry Christmas, everyone. This is the Christmas special, the yearly tradition that we have here on the First Gen Hunter podcast. Brandon, this is your third one, man. Man, I tell you what, the years just click by, don't they? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. You know, when I was planning this one out, I was having some really fond memories of uh, the mm-hmm. previous two episodes. Um, uh, if you remember the first year, we had our good buddy Noel Gandy on here. And, yeah. uh, you yeah, know, now it's, it's it's been a couple of Christmases, a couple of Christmas. Wow. That's a, that's a tongue twister a couple christmases <laughs> since uh we had old noel on here i'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe next year you know it'd probably be perfectly appropriate to see if he's doing anything uh when we do the like the christmas special and have him back on but um i was thinking of some of the funny stories from that and i'm definitely mm-hmm. intrigued about one particular uh story still here two years mm-hmm. later I think mm-hmm. about this story, mm-hmm. I bet probably once a month, uh, just because yeah. it was so crazy when I heard it. And um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to reveal it yet, other than mm-hmm. um, the two other people that would have been present for this event have joined us on this year's Christmas special. We got a Tri-Martin Christmas here, people. We have the uh, <laughs> notorious uh, Miles and Philip martin joining us here brandon's younger brothers his partners in crime for all those years of hunting rabbits uh geese were they yep. snow geese is that what mm-hmm. they were snow geese that you guys yep. were hunting snow geese. And canadians yep mm-hmm. we're, we're the only reason brandon's still alive <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of truth uh, to that. <laughs> oh man yeah, i can attest to that well yeah. i'm i'm excited to hear some some more stories tonight but um yeah. No, uh we're we're so fortunate to have uh Miles and Phil here and uh you know it just feels there there's a special feeling knowing that we have so much family in on one Christmas uh episode here. There's it's got that nice yeah. fa- family feel here. I just need to be out in Delaware with you guys. It's bitter cold right now here in Iowa. Um I think oh. it's 12 degrees <laughs> out right now and um Yeah. You, you know it's it's kind of interesting i'm in an old farmhouse and in order to have mm. the quiet to record a podcast with three kids uh five and under in the house right now i gotta kind of shut myself off in this room and um <laughs> there's two problems with well actually three problems first it's an old drafty farmhouse uh mm-hmm. second there is no heat source in this room so when i shut the doors you know i'm you know, I'm closed off from the heat from the other rooms. And the third problem is 100% my fault. I still have a window unit air conditioner that I have been too lazy to pull out of the window <laughs> sitting here. So it's, <laughs> winter air is just blasting me right now through, through uh, there. But uh, so you're, got, you're, you're, you're kind of feeling like you're in, you're in a deer stand right now. So right. it's kind of fitting. That's right. And I live in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, if one did walk by, I think I would have the legal grounds to just, you know, reach on out there and uh, let her right, rip. Right. But I don't know. I'd have to double check the regs on that. There might be something about shooting from an occupied building. I know you can shoot within 200 yards of an occupied building as long as you have permission from the landowner. And, uh, yes. Of course, you know, my wife might be a little it, it, upset. It, it, but. It, 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 
the deer, if the deer got that close to you, you might just claim it was self-defense. You know, you, you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you, know, you know, I almost had one of those moments uh, when I was pheasant hunting, one of my first years of uh, hunting. And uh, my buddy Weston swears that I was like scared to death. Um, mm. uh, just for the record, I was a little bit scared, but not scared to death. There was, I got okay. to tell, tell the story now. I don't think I've ever yeah. told this story. This is a good story. Well, we were pheasant hunting and we were walking through this uh, perfect pheasant cover. It's like these canes that mm. uh, were, I mean, eight to 10 feet tall, way over your head mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. thick as anything. And uh, I'm walking through, all of a sudden I hear this like commotion right in front of me. And, you know, this is only like my second or third year of hunting. So I'm very new to it, you know, and everything is, you know, a mystery still uh, as I'm, you know, out there in the, in the woods and stuff hunting. And, and I'm like, what on earth could be making that kind of noise? I know there's only one other person out here hunting and he's, you know, 30 yards to, to my left. And, uh, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden here's this nice eight point buck within five yards of me and walking Ooh, straight, oh. straight at me and, no. and he can see me and, uh, mm. he's totally unbothered by that fact. Well, then I'm like, well, you know, this is a little, you know, makes me a little nervous here. I've heard of, you know, bucks that are yeah. rutting, you know, they'll, charge people and stuff it, the fact there was that footage just oh, yeah. recently i don't know if you guys saw that out in colorado that uh i think it was a mule deer uh buck but uh it gored this lady in her driveway and i think got her husband a little bit too and, i did see that yes i did yep so thankfully i hadn't seen that footage before you know this happened <laughs> or i would have really been scared but i was like you know what? I, I, I got a loaded shotgun right here i know it's just a pheasant load but you know, I, I could, I could take care of myself. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You know, this is a nice eight point buck. What conservation officer is going to buy the, <laughs> buy the story? <laughs> it was self-defense. <laughs> so then I really start getting nervous. Cause I was like, I technically don't have a shotgun now. Uh, so, but thankfully uh, the doe went, uh, you know, around me or whatever. And he chased around me, but uh, you know, I almost had a self-defense, uh, uh, buck kill once before, but <laughs> well, isn't know. it amazing how certain memories really stick with you? Like yes. things like that, you know, yep. it's really, it's kind of neat. Brandon, you can look back Brandon on your hunting actually, history. That's right. Brandon actually has, Brandon has similar stories, uh, but they typically involve button bucks. <laughs> and you gotta and you gotta watch out for those nubs. Those nubs will get right. you. I was wrestling with everything I had, but I couldn't get a grip. Oh, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, those button bucks. They're real rowdy. Yeah. See, see, they they like to rag. They like to rag on me. Oh yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That means you uh, really are brothers. You know, sometimes uh, you, you wonder. You know, I get. Well, I mean, Brandon's. Brandon's deer are like, you know, it's like a load of laundry. They, they for some reason, after he shoots them, they always seem to shrink. Hundred percent cotton, hundred percent pure cotton. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! That is hilarious. Well, oh. you know, it's it's it's, it's interesting, Ken, because you know, like this year, and you know, we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it. But we we did have an interesting 
opportunity this year when Miles got his his nice buck this year. Yeah, real nice. You know, we're <clears throat> we're always, I mean, we're we're always also busy. We're between setting other guys up. You know, when you're running the club and you're, you're you know you're kind of operating as a team. You know, you're trying to put other guys, especially guys who have less experience. You know, in in good opportunities uh, for them to get something. And uh, we we were blessed this year to shoot nine nine deer so far, and hopefully we we'll get a few more later, you know, wow. late season. But you know, it, it, we don't often get a chance to just hunt together as brothers. And it just so happened that that particular day, no one else could be out there. It was just the three of us, oh, and we cool. decided to hunt the same property. And so you know, as you talk about memories, you know, and some of them are funny, some of them are just epic. And that was really cool, where you know we were able to celebrate that together, just the three of us, which really almost never happens. It hasn't happened in a long time because it just, you know, just the way things fall and trying to help other guys out and all that. So it was really cool that the good Lord gave us that opportunity to just enjoy that moment together. I mean, we grew up doing, you know, obviously like, like the guy said, we have so many stories. I mean, snow goose hunting, you know, around, around irrigation systems, you know, going out back and building our own little blind and goose hunting out of it, you know, duck hunting, squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, any, any sort of hunting you can think of. But then, you know, as we've gotten older, you know, Phil's been all over the country. I've been different places. You know, we've all, you know, we all have kids now. And so, you know, it just makes you appreciate those few times that you get to enjoy it all together that much more. So it's a pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I I feel the same way whenever Jake and I get to go hunt. Um, my brother Luke. Yeah. So I have two brothers as well. Uh, my brother Luke, he has zero interest in hunting, which is totally fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Jake and I, when we get to go hunting, um, it's just some of my favorite moments of being yeah. being in the outdoors. Because you have somebody that totally gets you, whether they agree with you yes. or not on everything. May not be the case, but they get, yes. you, you know what I mean? They know, yeah. they know how yes. you're, how you're going to look at things. They know what you're going to want to do mm-hmm. and accomplish. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, they're just going to be aware of that. So, whereas when yes. you, you know, I, I love taking new people out and Brandon, it's very obvious that you do too. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's that, that other aspect of it well i'm still getting to know you you know the and right and which is fine you know that's great and and it's, but yeah. there's there it's just nice sometimes to have that that permanent bond that's been there since you you know you've been alive that that yeah. you can share with a brother so yeah that is a cool yeah really cool experience that you you had there with with uh phil and miles and miles what an awesome buck yes, man sir. we got to hear the story no, I- yeah, no, I appreciate it. I mean, it was uh, it was just one of those weird seasons where you know we uh, we were getting a lot of pictures of some really good deer, uh, September, October, and then you know you guys you probably talked about fall ranges or whatnot with bucks. They just it seemed like they all kind of disappeared November first, mm. you know, right around that November yep. time frame, late October going to November, and the deer I actually ended up killing. We had pictures of him probably in mid October. And he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was slow. You know, as we were getting, to, we're, you know, we're trying to get, trying to get one with a bow and then gun season comes around here in Delaware in, uh, you know, early mid November. And, um, so, you know, like Brian said, you know, we, we went through the first weekend, a lot of guys were out hunting. And then I think it was Wednesday, uh, where it's just Philip Brandon and I could hunt. And, uh, so like the night, the night before, you know, we started getting pictures of this deer again. So he just showed up. So we knew, we knew roughly where he was, 
probably at, maybe with a doe or whatnot. Sure. So uh, the three of us, we went hunting in the morning, and uh, we went to the diner afterwards. You know, every every everybody who who loves hunting has a place that they enjoy where they can just go and eat and fellowship. Oh <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we went there, we came up with a game plan. You know, we, we sat there for, I don't know, probably three hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We came up with, yeah, we came up with a plan on where we think we could get in position, you know, cut this deer off. And, um, you know, we all went in different spots and I just happened to be the fortunate one that went in the one stand one out of the, you know, that 33% chance of getting them roughly. And I just happened to be the one in that stand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i mean super, super cool you know story you know we get set up and you know 3 30 comes around and um you know we, we've been seeing does out in this plot and i'm kind of right between the plot and a thicket and uh you know i'm getting ready to text my wife and i start i start hearing something and i look up and i see some some legs you know in the thicket some uh-huh. deer legs so i'm like okay it's 3 30 it's probably some does coming out to this food plot so i I just get my binoculars up real quick. I'm looking, looking, and then bam, I see antlers behind her. And, uh, you know, that's when the heart starts yep. really going, you know, you see those, you, know, <laughs> you get that little, that little flutter and, in your heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, I mean, and you, they're in, they're right on the edge of this thicket. And we, this property that we have, we see deer travel on the edge of this thicket all the time. So right, you know, right when I see the antlers, I'm like looking for a spot. Okay. I'm probably gonna have to shoot this deer really fast. Cause I'm going to have to find that one opening. And, um, actually the doe ended up coming right towards me and I knew she, he was going to follow her. Sure enough, he followed her. He actually uh, mounted her and, uh, you know, probably 35 yards away from me, which was neat. And then she scampered off towards the food plot and he followed her, gave me probably a 20 to 25 yard shot. And oh, I mean, that's I, awesome. I popped him in, yeah, popped him in the shoulder and, and he ran 20 yards. Now, if you're, if you ever hunt with Brandon, Brandon will throw two or three more shots into a deer just to make sure it doesn't. <laughs> Brand, Brandon, I, I reload real quick. I reload real quick, but uh, uh, you know, I it, it was it, it 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 died super quick. So it's it was exciting. I wasn't exactly sure which deer it was. I had a feeling it was that one, but you know, uh, it was exciting. You know, in the group text messages with Brandon and Philip, and uh, we all got down real quick. You know, we all met met up, took some video, got some pictures, dragged the deer out. Philip and I ha- hopped back into the food uh, into the blind in the food plot. We had more deer come out to us within I don't know, 15 minutes, and uh, so we he could have shot you know a couple of does or whatnot, but we we let him pass. So it's just it's just all around exciting. Like Brandon said, you know, it's I, I can't remember the last time just the three of us went hunting. It was probably when we were teenagers or in our 20s. So it's probably wow. been at least it's probably yeah. been a decade. Since just the three of us got to hunt, so it was mm-hmm. a special. Uh, and I appreciate those two dragging the deer most of the way. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, we, we can do. Well, congratulations, <laughs> man! That is that is a great story, and and uh, he's an awesome buck too. I mean, if uh, you're listening to this yeah. and you haven't seen it yet, go to the Hunt Fish Life and uh, check out the Facebook page, and you will find pictures there. I think it may have even made its way onto Instagram as well, if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. D- definitely need to check that out. It's a great picture. I do have one question for Brandon in all of this. Mm. Brandon, would you have shot that buck while he was mounted? 
Oh man, that's a tough <laughs> one, man. You know, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess Brandon's like, how do I answer bit. this? <laughs> <laughs> I may have, I may have, you know, it, it's tough. You know, I guess if you got to go out, what a way to go out. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I probably wouldn't have. I mean, you know, it's interesting because I, I can't remember if it was Phil or Miles. One of them has has been able to witness. Um, a deer being bred before as well. I've never been able to witness that. And uh, I mean, it's just amazing. You know, you put enough time in the outdoors. It's amazing what you'll see. I mean, you know, it's just incredible things happen, but I mean, I probably, I mean, yeah, if it was truly, if it was truly a monster and, and that was the only (laughs) shot I had, I mean, I think I would probably take the shot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thought, the thought didn't cross my mind because uh, it, it was the yeah. face to me i was like i could pop this thing in the neck but <laughs> well yeah, yeah that's, that's but, the other that's the other concern is you know you might yeah. accidentally shoot two deer there but yeah uh, yeah true but you know i i also feel like you know I just there, there's certain there's like a code that goes across that it jumps the species barrier you know what i mean it's kind of the same <laughs> right. kind of the same reason i can't bring myself to eat uh buttered uh buck nuts uh just like <laughs> dude it violates the code <laughs> there's a there's a, it's a brotherhood the there's, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of brotherhood that's right that's right <laughs> oh man yeah when i was uh so speaking of brothers here uh sorry jake um he's not here to defend himself <laughs> but uh we used to t- <laughs> we used to joke about the the code and uh um uh, w- one of the code violations that could have i don't even remember what they all were or whatever uh it was just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in fact i don't think you ever knew what the code violations were going to be until they happened you're like wow that was you know and one of those yeah. things was um my brother was with my mom shopping at a Walmart in the hometown, mm. which is a small town talking, uh, yeah. uh, I think 3,500 people. And one of his, uh, classmates was working the register and, uh, my mom ha- uh, was shopping with him and she, uh, chose to go to that register and my brother was buying underwear at that same point and so uh his uh <laughs> this girl in his class had to scan his drawers <laughs> and jake's like mom you broke code and so uh yeah there's these these like <laughs> these unsaid Moms don't get it Moms don't get it <laughs> that's right these un these unsaid rules of nature you know so shooting a mounted bucket yeah that might be one of those brandon i don't know <laughs> i know i know yeah you're i mean it would you feel you feel pretty bad you know you gotta you I mean you gotta you know you gotta let the guy go out on top so it's good good stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Oh. Classic, classic Brandon saying saying the most weird stuff. I knew what I was getting into when I asked him. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Get, get, why why do we invite my bros on, man? <laughs> We're not doing it. We're just pointing out the things you're saying, man. Oh, oh man. I knew this was going to be fun. I knew this was going to be fun. So. 
Well, hey, we we're we're 26 minutes in or 21 minutes in. I started I started a little bit down the timeline here when we started recording, but um, I wanted to. I wanted to transition to a thing that kind of a similar segment we've done in the past two years, and it's around Christmas gifts and hunting, uh, you know, as like the target for buying the gift. And the first Mm. year we said the weirdest gift, I think then we do like best weird, best and weirdest hunting related gifts we've ever been given. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there are definitely some good ones there. And, uh, that brings up the story that we're going to end on getting it from mm-hmm. the younger brother's uh, perspective this time instead of uh, just Brandon's. <laughs> then last year we did hunting related stocking stuffers. And actually mm-hmm. uh, that episode was with Mr. Rusty Boroff. Big shout out to him. A uh, great friend of the show mm-hmm. and just an all around great guy. And uh, he actually mentioned something that I asked for, for a gift this year, because I thought it was so cool. Ah. And it was called the uh, Raculator, the thing where you can uh, count up the uh, inches to score a buck, yeah. you know, uh, just like quick. Nice. So, you know, it's got like uh, the little rolling wheel that, you know, it's kind of like. I guess you'd liken it to yeah. uh, like if you were to measure a great distance, like in your yard to put up a fence or something, you know, you'd have yeah. like the, the little metered wheel that you roll across your yard mm-hmm. to give you that. Yeah. So it's like a miniature one of those, but then it also has like this uh, tape measure that pulls out of the back of it, I think. And it, and it's digital. So, you know, it adds everything up for you. And I just thought, you know, nice. that, that would be a great tool to have around when, you know, you shoot a buck or got a friend that shoots a buck or yes. find, find a cool yeah. shed or something like that, you know, just yeah. to be able yeah. to, <clears throat> cause I haven't even scored uh, i I've never actually scored any of my bucks that I've shot. And yeah. a lot of that is just, you know, cause of the hassle of dealing with all the tape and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, just all that. So I think, I think it'd be a ton of fun to, uh, you know, be able to, to, to have that tool. So we, I actually got that from last year's episode. So, uh, this year though, the theme that we're going to go with is, is this, which is so perfect to have your brothers on the call with, because I mean, things have already been (laughs) funny, so I'm sure they're going to, I'm sure they're going to get better. So, uh, the, and by better, I mean funnier. So if we were to have, if we were to have, a white elephant gift exchange for hunters. Mm. What is something that you would bring to that white elephant gift exchange? Mm. And, uh, you know, there's other, there's other names for, I think, don't they call it like Yankee swap up in new England or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's a, if there's another term other than those two that I've heard, but yeah, there's like Pollyanna. I think Pollyanna is another one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it must be an East Coast thing there. I've never heard of that, but that's yeah. not, so I, I imagine there's probably if you went all over the country, you'd probably find it some other variation of the term. But the idea is you mm-hmm. give something that may or may not be useful, may or may, usually something that you have <laughs> laying around your house that's not really wanted anymore, and usually a little bit tacky or a little bit uh, of a joke. Um, yes. I remember in high school, I had a youth group white elephant gift exchange, and I thought it was so hilarious that I went out to my yard and I literally picked a stick up off the ground and I, I wrapped that <laughs> stick up as a present and gave that. <laughs> 
Uh, that's that's the ultimate that's the ultimate cheap gift right there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. My mom was not very pleased with me. She thought I was being a jerk. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but um, you know what what gift would you give if you had to go to this uh, white elephant gift exchange? And uh, the the idea is you know just all of that tacky you know. Mm funny mm-hmm. possibly you know functional useful in some way uh mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh definitely something that you probably wouldn't uh be too sad if somebody stole it from you at the uh, yankee swap so uh <laughs> since i mm-hmm. since i came up mm-hmm. with the idea whenever i spring ideas on on podcast guests i usually volunteer to go first because um you know i want to give you guys a chance to to think of uh of your item so yes, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What you got, Cap? So uh, there's there's all manner of things that I've you know purchased through the years that uh, you know you when when you're getting into hunting you're like man I got to have all this gear and you are a mm-hmm. blank slate so easily swayed so easily influenced right and yes, uh, yes. there's so many gimmicky things out there um, mm-hmm. in the uh, the hunting world that you could look at and you could be like, man, I, man, I could, I could use one of those, you know, and, yeah. uh, uh, purchase that. But, um, the one that I've had people share with me recently, one that I've seen mm-hmm. circulating around on social media a little bit, and I, I assume it's a real item. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just can't mm-hmm. imagine using one, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, for, I, I don't remember the exact name of it but you know how uh, tree saddles have become wildly popular among deer yeah. hunters right now you know they're they're kind of i don't know i, I don't have any kind of data to go off of but mm-hmm. uh i bought two tree two used sets of climbing sticks in a tree stand off of somebody uh, this deer season. And uh, uh, two of those people that I've purchased them from both were selling their stuff because they wanted to go to a uh, saddle setup. So uh, that's some kind of anecdotal data there. And then just, you know, looking at hunting media now, it just seems like there's all kinds of guys that just are using saddles exclusively. So in mm-hmm. the spirit of using a tree saddle, somebody has invented... <laughs> for lack of a better term, the pooping saddle. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that thing, but it like, <laughs> it straps around the tree and uh, you just kind of like lean back into it with your drawers around your uh, ankles and uh, allows you to uh, relieve yourself a safe distance from the, uh, the rest of your hunting gear <laughs> right at the base that, of the tree. What a great invention. <laughs> It solves all kinds of problems. Uh, I think I think the people that would, that would get the most use out of it are those guys who you know, like the old school guys who still use like the the full body snowmobile suits, um, because you you really got to get your cheeks away from that hood when it's all bunched, <laughs> bunched up down there. Your ankles. <laughs> so I, I'm bringing I'm bringing the pooping saddle to the, uh, <laughs> the like it the, like the, it man why not exchange that. yeah you should uh, you should definitely uh, 
you know, p- put a target with it for the ground. You know, <laughs> you can just have a little, little funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that'd be a great, that'd be a great, uh, 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 complimentary gift to that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You, could wrap, you could wrap the pooping saddle up in the target. That could be the wrapping paper. You could use, find a good used target that you got. And, uh, uh, no. So that's, that's what I'm bringing. Uh, Miles, what that's do you, good. what do you bring it? What do you bring into our gift exchange, man? Dad gone. I got to go next. Shoot. Well, yeah. You <laughs> shoot, on. You, you shoot big bucks, man. You're good under pressure. Uh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I thought I could go really basic with this, or I could get kind of weird with it. So, oh yeah. Which which would you prefer? Well, um, <laughs> which would you prefer? Let's go weird. Let's go weird. We've already we've already All gone right. there enough times. This podcast. I mean, it's just got that. It's got that flavor right I, now. <laughs> this is really weird. Uh, so. Brandon specifically, and it's been people, people do it, but people urinate in scrapes. Oh, so, yeah. you know, yep. guys make do scrape, it. Yep. Do it yeah, make mock scrapes. So I could bottle my own urine and give it, <laughs> give it <laughs> a mock scrape. <laughs> <kit. laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's good. That's good. That, uh, that, that could be useful. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> organic. Uh, no, no, no harmful chemicals. And you can just you all can natural. All, all you all you write on all, all you write on the front is dominant buck urine. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Lap a ten ninety nine on it, and man, I'd be making some serious money. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You open up your own bottle. I like that. That's good. Yep. That's uh. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> very good. So uh, I like it, man. We got the very, very any, anyone very different. Anyone swapping the uh, swapping the uh, pooping saddle for the uh, mock scrape kit <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a tough one, man. To be honest with you, um, I could I could probably I could probably make use out of that pooping saddle, and I think Brandon the Miles probably uh, attest to that. <laughs> there's, been, there's been many a, many a times, many a times when I wish I would have had that. <laughs> well, here's here's the so, other. So like, so like, so the... not letting that thing go. <laughs> He's hanging on to it. Right? <laughs> He's not swapping. Well, here's a, here's what I no, wondered about no. the the pooping saddle. Can you carry that thing up the tree stand with you? And you know, would you have the confidence of you know, like <laughs> sky dumping off your uh, your tree stand? <laughs> that Dude, that's the name, the sky dumper. <laughs> Is that really what good, it's man. called? Dude, that's a that's a that's a new social media page right there on a, on on fun. <laughs> <laughs> And if it's brown, it's down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man, that meaning just changed in the hunting world. That's uh, that's that's too good. (laughs) Oh man! All right, Phil, what do you got, buddy? You can you you've already received the sky dumper. You're you're holding on to it. Brandon's stuck (laughs) with the mock scrape kit. What? Oh man. What are you bringing? I already know. 
I, I am one of those more, uh, I don't know. I consider myself a pretty practical hunter. Um, and you know, I, when it comes to hunting, it's like a progression, you know, as you, as you grow up through the years, you kind of want to make it a little bit harder for yourself. Um, sure. I've been on those hunts where I've, I've walked out there, you know, I've got set my stand and then, you know, uh, five minutes later, you know, I've shot a nice eight point buck in Missouri. Those, those are very rare. They never happen very often. Um, and then there's, you know, there's also, you know, 99% of the time where you're, you're waiting and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a long game, to, um, when it comes to hunting, but oh, yeah. I would say with us, with us being in Delaware, you know, recently, I think in the last five years, um, Delaware used to be shotgun only. Um, but you know, recently they've, they've started allowing the, uh, you know, 450 Bushmasters, the, uh, straight wall cartridge rounds, mm-hmm. but, um, Brandon and Miles know how I feel about buckshot. So I, I, would, I would probably, I'd probably rid my closet of, you know, all, most of my buckshot. Um, I think, I think buckshot is mainly a home defense. Definitely. You can hear the passion in his voice. Now, if, if some, now I gotta, I gotta, coming through my, I gotta ask you something here, Phil. Is, is buckshot, <laughs> like, is that, is that legal to use for deer hunting in, in Delaware? It is. I'm, I'm pretty really? sure it still is. Wow. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's illegal. It's illegal so, I mean, or it is legal? No, it, 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 is, it is legal to use. Okay, wow. That's, that's, yep. that's, uh, that's awesome. It's not, it is well, not I mean, legal here. And I mean, not that I'd want to use it either, but it's just interesting that a yeah. law like that still exists. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to each their own. But uh, me personally, you know, I don't I don't like using buckshot. Um, uh, you yeah. know, I like to be. I don't know. I like I like to feel like there's there's a chance for the deer. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Philip says to each his own, but we have the judgmental text, Brandon and I, when we've used buckshot in the past. I don't think I'd want to use yeah. that stuff. It just seems like you'd have too many pellets in the meat. Yeah. Well, you know what? We've, we've gotten, and especially Brian, he's gotten away from it ever since we're allowed to use the Bushmasters now. And now that he's got a Bushmaster, he really doesn't use it that often. Uh, mm-hmm. probably, probably only half the season now he uses it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the last, the last time I did use buckshot, Phil didn't talk to me for a whole year. So I just decided I'd get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually part of why I left and moved to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have I have mended my ways. I have mended my ways. So I, I enjoy using the uh, enjoy using the rifle side of things now. So <laughs> so you're bringing buckshot to our exchange. I take it. I am. I'm, I'm going to keep a few rounds. Like I said, you know, if someone's coming through my front door, you know, that they might be greeted by that. But uh, most of most of it, I'll get rid of. <laughs> yeah, that's. I agree with you. I think it's a, I think it's a good home defense round. But yeah, other than that. I'm, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm uh, officially trading, I'm officially trading the mock scrape uh, kit for uh, the the buckshot for home defense. There you go. <laughs> 
Don't spill yeah. that, Brandon, while you're holding that mock scrape kit. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, Miles probably filled that thing up like uh, you fill up the drug test cup or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little bit of nine side bottles there. like on Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. The more dehydrated you are, the better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, oh. so that takes us to you, Brandon. You're the big brother here. Oh, man. Uh, you're right, you're right, the, so. the sagely experienced veteran here on the show. So, so I, I, I kind of saw the two things. I'll just, I'll just say one kind of like a prank gift and the other one would be more like classic. So the more classic one, I was thinking of like an old trail cam where you'd have to get the, the, the film developed. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was thinking one of those like ancient trail cam. <laughs> we used to have those. Yes. 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 Back in the early days. I don't think we ever got a, I don't think we ever got one picture of a deer on those things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, I remember we went through years. I mean, the guys will, the guys will remember this. We went through years where we, I mean, we did not, you know, we, we were really not on top of our game on the trail cam side of things. We, we, we got one amazing picture one time, and this is years ago, and we were just in awe. And then, you know, we've kind of come into the new age with not, not so much the Wi-Fi cams, although we're using them a lot more, but just kind of getting better with you the utilization of of, of cans and it's been, sure. you know it's obviously been a total game changer so i mean that would be a cool one the other one i was thinking of was um uh, like <laughs> like the prank one would be you know you, you guys probably seen the buck bombs that are that are for sale if oh, you yeah. if you had an old if you had an old one and you you somehow rigged it to where when they popped the top off, it just immediately started exploding. Like it just immediately started <laughs> going off, like all over you. <laughs> oh, nasty. I was thinking that would be great. That would, and, and even better yet, if they opened it up at the party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would man, be, that would be You'd clear a room with that. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. I, I cheated. I gave two ideas, but I, they both came to mind. Yeah, well, they were they were both they were both excellent ideas. Um, but, you know, I had a I had a more classic one in mind as well, and uh, yeah, uh, maybe maybe we'll end on this for this segment. And uh, this goes back to Jake and me, probably our third year of hunting, maybe our fourth. Um, you know, I I knew that scent control was important, but I didn't have a system down like i do now that's you know much more mm-hmm. efficient much more effective much more just reliant on wind directions and instead of gimmick products yeah. and stuff like that but but uh at the time i had picked up a couple of those do you guys ever uh uh handle any of those what do they call them? Scent wafer discs or what? Something like that. Uh, oh, yes. Yep. yes. They smell like fresh earth and you can like, um, yeah. <laughs> you can I've like, never uh, smelled yes. fresh earth, but that's what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> and you could, uh, you could safety pin them to your, uh, clothes and like walk around with them on and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. I bought a, bought a pack of those for Jake and me to wear around while we were, uh, gun hunting together one year. <laughs> It, it was um they, they it, smell really good yeah they do they do smell good and that <laughs> they really do you know they're not i wouldn't say it's they're like, like totally cologne. worthless because 
uh, the tub that they've been sitting in for the last like five or six years, all that stuff in there smells like fresh earth. <laughs> so it's, yes, you know, yes. it's, it's pretty well permanently uh, scent treated. So, uh, well, saying, but, uh, Phil, Phil was uh, Phil was a little low on uh, cologne this past Sunday. I saw him clip one to his tie and wear it into church. <laughs> I tell you what, if you get one that smells like a nice pine, then man, I'll tell you what. Ooh. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. You just got yourself perfect for the holiday. A water and shampoo <laughs> saving steel right there. Oh, man. Well, uh, go ahead. Well, so, what were you going to say, Cam? So, what, what were you going to say? That was the thing. I, You know, I'd maybe throw in one of oh, those, okay. a couple of those scent wafers into my, to go in with there the. You uh, go the sky dumper so the the, the poop saddle but uh no those are those are all excellent ideas man i wish we were having this gift exchange right now except for the uh mock scrape kit i would not want to touch the uh mock scrape kit <laughs> but uh everything else yeah that would that I'd, I'd i'd be okay with any of those gifts and then i'd take them to my next uh white elephant exchange probably but no these are these are are, uh these are great ideas and um you know that's why we did this segment of the show to talk about it but the the uh other part that we do every year with the christmas special if this is your first time listening if it's not yay you stuck around for this long um but we're, we're we're glad we haven't scared you away yet. But um, every every part of the the Christmas special, the the main event of it is to talk a little bit about the Christmas story and um, clear back when Brandon and I first started this show. That has always been, you know, our main our main drive for what it is that we do uh you'll see that if you go to the first gen hunter website firstgenhunter.com you'll see it at the bottom there you know do all to the glory of god is uh kind of what we live by and um of course if you're listening in you're from a bethel uh baptist out in indiana where brandon and i went and did a fishing game dinner or maybe if you're listening in from any other fishing game dinners that i've done in the past uh, uh presented at um you know that that is our our goal for what we do obviously we all love hunting um i've never participated in an activity i can honestly say in my life and i've been in many things from from sports to um you know uh, other organizations or hobbies whatever and um uh none of them have ignited a passion within me uh like hunting has you know it's a it's a passionate pursuit i was just listening to the most recent podcast released episode 102 with uh cole young and uh cole's been on the show many times brandon i think has been in on most of Mm -hmm. those interviews um just a an excellent hunter and uh Mm -hmm. uh cole talked about in the most recent episode um uh, a film done by Steven Ranella from Meat Eater called Stars in the Sky. And in that uh, film, uh, Steve is presenting, I think 
I heard more context on this later. I think he was, it was at a book signing. He was doing one of his most recently done books at that time. And, mm-hmm. uh, some anti hunters showed up at the book signing event and there was some, some back and forth conversation, all polite and everything, all, all civil, yeah. um, which is good. You know, we need that more, I think, yeah. in our society, you know, uh, more of that yes. discourse between people f- with a- opposing viewpoints. But uh, he talked in yeah. there about how you can't really necessarily understand it, but he cares about those animals and knows more about them than anyone who doesn't hunt them will because of the fact that he's hunting them. There's a love there that exists, a bond between the hunter and what he's hunting and, or she is hunting. And, Mm -hmm. um, that, that is so true. You know, uh, I, I love looking for deer while I'm driving down the road, not just because I don't want to file an insurance claim, (laughs) but, but, uh, (laughs) because I I just love to see the critters, you know, or, uh, I love shed hunting. Why? Because I get to be close to deer. You know, I get, in fact, I like picking Mm -hmm. up a shed just as much as I like shooting a a nice buck, you know, is it's in some ways it's nicer because I don't have to kill anything, but it just Uh shows the love that exists there for the creature. And then of course the, the pursuit side of it, Brandon, man, how many new guys have you introduced to hunting? And, you know, of course on some level, it's your, your care for that person. But I think Mm -hmm. it's also because you love hunting. Wouldn't you agree with that, that you're introducing them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you have a natural desire to share, you know, and one thing that you and I chatted about, and of course, you know, Miles, Phil and I chatted about is, you know, there's, there's, there's enjoyment in sharing, but there is also sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we've, we've talked about it many times, you know, even as brothers, you know, <clears throat> from the standpoint of, man, we could, we could keep the property that we have for ourselves and, and strictly hunt ourselves and, we know, you know, we know other families in, in the area that, that, you know, do that kind of thing. And I mean, that's, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you know, ultimately there's so much enjoyment that has, has come from the sacrifice of spending time with, with other guys, helping them get established, help, helping them learn, um, and then seeing them have success. And I mean, so, you know, so much of that, you know, embodies the Christian belief of seeing people come to Christ, you know, Christmas being about Christ's birth and, and ultimately he was born to die and, and the sacrifice that he made and then the investment that, that he puts into his people. And, you know, it's a, kind of that same type of principle of the investment in people, the discipleship, yes, through hunting, but, you know, but more importantly through Christ, you know, for those of us who love the Lord. So there's so many, it's, it's amazing. There's so many similarities, you know, with, you know, and so many things have been written too about, you know, just, perspective from a deer stand or, you know, the, in the context of seeing others enjoy things through, you know, through the, the eyes of hunting and, and getting them into it. And so, so many similarities, but it's cool to see the sacrifice, the payoff, the fun, um, and how, when you do those things and you incorporate things with others, it, it really amplifies, that's probably the best word amplifies, you know, things and, and hunting I'll say is, you know, it's, it's like anything else, you know, it, it's, it's incredibly fun. Um, mm. in terms of a hobby and, 
and it's a passion that, you know, all of us guys, man, we, it's, it, we wouldn't just say it's something that we love. We would say it's a true passion in our lives. Right. But it's, it, it's also like anything else in life. It doesn't bring lasting happiness. You know, you, you, you shoot a deer. You, if, if you've ever met a guy who's, who shot one big buck and said, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really loved it, man, but yeah, I'm good. I mean, you know, no, you want to keep going back and, and you want to do more and you want to learn more. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it also it, it reminds us that, you know, anything that we can do in life, it's not going to bring us permanent happiness or contentment. Right. You know, it, it's 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 a pursuit. It's a journey. And that's part of the fun. But it also reminds us that there there is something that does bring us permanent contentment. And and that's Christ. And and I'll say this, you know, for, for Kent and for all of us guys, we know that we get to live the best of both worlds because we get to enjoy those of us who love the Lord get to enjoy hunting within the context of having it in its proper place with loving God first. And I mean, yeah. that, that really is just right. makes it just amazing. And I, you know, I, I, I'm sure you guys all have thoughts on that too, but I think that really it's special to be able to enjoy it within that context. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Very well said, Brandon. And <clears throat> you know, uh, what what we're talking about here of course we're not comparing uh you know hunting to uh god sending his only son to this earth for us which is the christmas yeah. story but hunting is an act of love and um that is what the christmas season is all about it is yeah. it, it you know just as uh, as as we've described here, the different ways that you can show love through hunting, you know, it, sometimes I think uh, hunters can put on this gruff persona of, you know, uh, you know, I, I can withstand the elements. I can, you know, figure things out on the fly. I can mm -hmm. make mm -hmm. great decisions that lead to, you know, desired results on a consistent basis i have the discipline of practicing with my bow or you know being able to shoot well under pressure all those things that we feel make us you know uh, uh, somebody who's highly effective or whatever or even look up mm -hmm. to hunting celebrities that embody those things you know yeah um but in in reality when we hunt the gruffness kind of melts away when you really think about it. it's because we love being out there we love the creation that god gave us we love sharing it with others like brandon talked about and so when you start talking about love in that context it's like okay yeah i can see that you know that i guess maybe it is you know maybe i am a little more in touch with my feelings than i want i'm willing to admit or something like that you know <laughs> that that yeah. rough exterior kind of pulls down but then when you start talking about that love in the context of uh, a relationship with god a lot of guys mm -hmm. okay you know <laughs> time to Time yeah. to let my eyes glaze over. Time to, you know, turn this off. Go to the next podcast. Time to, you know, it's like uh, we want to we want to like block that out because you know it's it's just not part of who we think we are. But um, we aren't wired that way. We are wired to desire a relationship, and we are wired to experience peace and hope and. Um, you know, a, a feeling of something bigger than the right now based on how yeah. we 
experience relationships with those around us, but also with uh, the the God who created everything. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, let's just call it what it is. This is an awkward conversation to have on a hunting podcast. It's hard to, it's hard to put all these words yeah. together, you know, and, and, um, and those of you listening in, we want you to listen. We want you to enjoy the show and everything, but we also want you to know that we love you enough to go through this awkward conversation with you and talk to you about the things that Brandon just mentioned where, you know, our relationship with God is our priority over everything. You know, if, if you, you know, I haven't been hunting very long, and uh of course my list of accomplishments in the hunting woods are far less than uh, possibly a lot of you listening in right now or maybe if you're a first gen hunter maybe they're a lot more than what you've been able to have so far but i'm telling you i would give it all up in a second if i had to choose that right standing with god or um Mm -hmm. hunting you know it would i would i wouldn't even have to think about it and there's there's just so much more so much more meaning uh than than uh going out and killing that biggest buck you know you talked brandon just said it so well what the you know i shot a really nice buck this year back in october guess what Mm -hmm. i would really like to do before january 10th with my bow I'd, I'd like to shoot yeah. i'd like to shoot a bigger one you know what i mean it's yeah. like it, it it just never or you pick up a big shed what do you want to do yeah. you want mm-hmm. you want to go find mm-hmm. the match you want to go find an, yeah. An, yeah. another one you know catch a a fish okay you know let's i caught a fish let's hang it up for the, no <laughs> well they're, they're just starting to bite yeah. let's stay five minutes more yeah. you know and yeah we have this bottomless this bottomless pit of a soul that needs to be filled Mm -hmm. and uh you can try and fill it with every single thing under the sun but uh the only thing that fills that is that right standing that relationship that interaction with a holy god that created everything and uh the best part of it is you can have that relationship so easily by just accepting what he gave us in his act of love during this time of year that that celebrates that's that's founded upon love um john 316 is a verse probably everyone has heard reference seen reference you see it on like posters at nfl games you know fans are holding it up in the stands and they see it on shirts or license plates or bumper stickers and and that the whole the whole foundation of that verse starts in the very first words for god so loved the world that he gave his only son uh for us and and that that part of it for god so loved that is why he sent jesus to be born on this earth to to be our savior to uh, uh rescue us from our sin the things that that uh, keep us from being close to God, having a relationship for God or with God, mm-hmm. and essentially get in the way for all of eternity unless we accept Jesus as our Savior from those sins. And um, that's a it's a very easy thing to uh, uh, to do. 
I know it's uh, not an easy conversation to have. <laughs> Believe me, mm-hmm. I, I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm butchering it right now, but uh, um, couldn't yeah. even remember all the words to John 3.16, even though I could say that verse 10 times in a row in my sleep. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's an awkward conversation, you know. But uh, <laughs> it, Well, and I, Ken, I mean, Ken, I was going to say, I think, I mean, I think you've done a great job, you know, talking through it. And I mean, I, I really love what you just said, too, a moment ago about, you know, many times as hunters, or, I mean, or even as men, and, you know, not that it's all men listening to the podcast, but in, you know, many cases on the hunting side of things, maybe you're a first-hand hunter, maybe you're trying to learn it, you're trying to figure it out, or maybe you've been a long-time hunter, and, you know, hunters, you know, by nature, you know, I'm going to pick myself up by my, my bootstraps, I'm going to, you know, I can do this, I can figure this out, it's, you know, society expects me to be someone who has the answers, who can figure it out, and, and uh, really, you know, when you look at Christ, it's the exact opposite. You know, we don't have the answers. You know, we, we have the desire in our hearts, you know, that, man, we, we need that relationship. We, we know that there's a God. We know that there's a creator. Man, what, what does he want from us? You know, he, well, he wants a relationship with you, you know, and so right. we have to be willing and able to say, you know what, I do need help. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and there's so many applications, even on the hunting side of things, too, where, you know, for those of us, the, the encouragement on the hunting side of things that we've talked about many times is, Hey, if you, if you have knowledge and you have ability, be willing to share it. Yep. If you don't, and you need help, be willing to ask for it, you yep. know? And so mm-hmm. similarly on the spiritual side of things, um, recognize the need and, and, and seek out help to seek out guidance. Don't, don't let pride stand before you, you know, you can't just kind of paraphrase in the Bible. You know, if a, if a man, you can paraphrase, paraphrase the Bible verse that talks about, you know, if a, if a man shot 40 mountable bucks, but lost his soul, <laughs> What, what would be, you know, that's, that's the deer version. That's the deer hunt version, you know, right. but, but the reality is, you know, it is for, for, for any of us who love deer hunting or love the outdoors or, or any of that, it, it's not a stretch for any of us to see how that could run our lives, you know, because of the passion and the love that we have for that. And many people have many different passions and loves. Ultimately, many times, those are the types of things that can keep people out of heaven, out of, out of a relationship with, with God. And so we want to just encourage everyone to don't let that happen. You know, you know, be willing to humble yourself, be willing to ask for help and, and accept that relationship. Yep. So, so well said, Brandon, um, just for sake of not wanting to, uh, mix up, uh, 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 quote from the Bible again, like I did earlier. <laughs> um, I got it pulled up here and I think this would be a good way to end yeah, this conversation like before we get to hear yes. the, uh, the other, two thirds of, uh, the story, um, that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Um, I thought this would be a great way to just sum up everything Brandon and I were talking about. Uh, this is found in the book of Romans chapter 10, uh, verses nine and 10. And, uh, this tells you how you can have that relationship, how you can enjoy that gift during this season of love, during this Christmas season, here's how you get to claim that gift that was given to you. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, before we end the 2022 Christmas special, 
I got to go back to the very first Christmas special, which would have been in 2020. Man, does it seem like mm-hmm. that time just flew by. So much uh, life has happened since COVID then. COVID year. And yeah, so much has happened since then. So I many guess. deer tags since then, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been, uh, it's been a, a, a crazy fast amount of time. But uh, no, mm-hmm. in that first year, Brandon told a story. Uh, again, I think it was under the weirdest hunting related Christmas gift we ever received. Mm. And Brandon said, well, I don't really, I can't really think of a weird gift I got, but I can think of a weird story related to a a Christmas gift that I got. And the story was something along the lines of this. Brandon and his brothers had received several uh, guns as Christmas gifts that year. And uh, Brandon uh, said, Hey guys, let's go shoot the new guns. And, uh, the guns were laid in the bed of Brandon's truck without cases mm-hmm. on them too. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> Bare metal. Good old Sussex County. <laughs> yeah, just laying there. And, and, uh, Brandon didn't even bother to put the tailgate up on the truck before he took off. <laughs> I think and, we put a blanket down for and, and the guns went flying out of the back of the truck amazingly so uh yeah. so so uh miles phil can you guys fill in the gaps here on the story whose idea was it to, to just lay him in the back of the truck oh man uh, shoot i i'd probably say any bad idea was brandon's so we got. <laughs> I, I assume Brandon was driving, right? Oh yeah. What yeah. kind of? What kind if of? He driving? wasn't sleeping and driving. He was driving. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's can't let's let's back up a little bit. They could tell you what usually happened when I was driving as well, because I would take them. You know, I we would I would drive them to school. We would go we would drive home from school. So they could tell you what I was usually doing when we were driving home from school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Were you so? Yeah, I was just honestly the God. I mean, the God. God has must have just had great plans for Brandon because there's no reason he could still be with us. I mean, he would. He would. There's there's so many times where we you know we, we get done school. Brandon's driving. We went to a Christian school 45 minutes an hour away. On the way home, we're all tired. You know, all day of school. Yeah. And Philip and I could not could not relax because we had to keep an eye on Brandon because Brandon would just put his head on the steering wheel and fall asleep. Like a pillow? We had to we had to keep him awake. Uh, I mean it's it almost like Brandon had no desire to live. And he <laughs> With that in mind, uh, friends, yeah, yes. I care. I, 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 I think I want to say it might have been my fault. Maybe I'm not sure if you remember, Brian. Honestly, Philip, Philip was right. I, I forgot about the story until you mentioned it earlier. And then <laughs> I think, I think maybe I was supposed to put the tailgate up, but I didn't. I can't remember. We'll blame Brandon for the that. Truth com- the truth is coming out. The truth <laughs> well, is coming out. I'm free. relieved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm relieved to hear that it was in the pl- the original plans to put the tailgate up. 
so so who I can't was, remember if we were going out there to shoot the guns or if we were going to go quail hunting or what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so who was the first one to realize? Oh no, the guns aren't here. Yeah. You know, you know. Interestingly enough, when we went to the property, I, I think, I think, I don't think we necessarily realized right away because I, I think some of the guns were still in there, and you know, it just everything had happened so fast. We got a, you know, dad and mom got a bunch of guns, and I think we did go and shoot the guns that we had. Oh, these ones then, didn't fall out. Let's go ahead and shoot these. Yeah, ones. these are good. Yeah. Are you sure? These, these, are you these sure? guys, I thought so. I thought we had gone up and, and shot the few, cause I mean, I know several, several of them fell out, but, but I think we had like six or seven in the back. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to war that day. <laughs> Two thirds is yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, for some reason, I don't know. I, 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 my wife, my wife will say I just got, I got a terrible memory, but I, I just, for some reason, I thought we got to some point and, and, and we realized the tailgate was down and we circled that could back be. and we yeah, realized, I think you're right. yeah. Yeah. And then we realized we got, I think we didn't get too far from the house and we realized yeah. that the gun, I think. I can't remember how many fell out, but one was missing. So we, and then, and then like, it turned out like three or four were. Yeah. 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 And then, and then of course we're, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And we had not made it that far from the house. We were only gone, you know, just a matter of five or 10 minutes total. And we yeah. came back and we're, we're thinking, where are these guns? They're, they're <laughs> gone. Like, I mean, they're not, you're not on the side of the road. So, so were you guys freaking out? Yes. I mean, the three of you, were you guys like, oh, man. Oh, man. Mom, dad, they're yeah. going to kill man. us. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were definitely I mean, thinking, at least I was, dad's going to kill me. Yeah. And I think when you're that young, the the gravity of it, it I mean, at least for me, it didn't hit me like, oh, oh, it's a, it's a lost gun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it sucks, but yeah. it's a big deal. But now it's like, man, if, if someone picks so, up my gun. Yeah, someone picks I mean, it up and goes and kills somebody or robs the store. Exactly. Or yeah. That's my responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So right. I think after that, we've all been a little bit more responsible with guns. But, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think luckily, uh, somebody just down the, I can't remember who it was, but I guess he found them. Uh, he drove by and put them in his truck. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do I remember? Do yeah, I remember? that's a, yeah, that's yep. you guys. So so so, someone someone from a local company just up the road was driving by, found them, and just put them in his truck. And it it seemed like maybe he was going to take them. Basically, I, apparently, mom had seen a truck going slowly by the house shortly after we left, and saw the gotcha. the logo on the side of the truck. And so she ended up driving you know once we found out about everything she drove up to the the shop that was just you know a couple miles up the road and mentioned you know hey there was a guy that drove by slowly and apparently the guy was like oh yeah i've found those i wasn't sure whose they were and they're in the back of my truck and i mean it was kind of just like yeah i think you were just going to take off yeah you know so I mean, it was crazy just the way that we were able to recover them. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the one was broken. The stock was broken. The one, oh, yeah. Uh, we fixed. Yeah. We fixed that sucker up with some black duct tape. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how? So your mom evidently was was sympathetic when she found out, or was she pretty mad? Yeah, mom. 
mom always mom always had our back she was she yeah. she definitely always had our back she was you know mom was the uh the, is the bubbly you know outgoing one dad was you know more the strong silent type and you know we were i mean that you know we grew up you know initially when we were, were young very poor you know and then you know we, we were you know my dad was able to have a lot of success with the company that he took over from his father and so you know this was i mean this is a big deal you know getting all these guns and you know when we were growing up initially you know we were just on you know state land and we you know we really didn't you know we were just figuring things out and the lord bless us with more opportunities and I mean, for that to happen, I mean, it's just like talking about, I mean, I just, I'm like, oh my goodness, dad's going to think I'm just slapping in the face, man. I just like pulled <laughs> out. I mean, I probably, probably peeled out of the driveway. <laughs> yeah, let's go up here and shoot some guns, guys. And just gonna just flying out. I mean, I'd love to see, you get to heaven, I'll ask the Lord to replay the video of all that. I'm probably peeling out of the driveway and guns are just flying out of the back. Brandy gets pulled <laughs> over for reckless driving in a, in a truckload of guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And a, a quick, quick side on that. I did get pulled over when I was 16 with the two of them. I was picking them up from piano lessons. Real quick story. I was going 27 over the speed limit. <laughs> I didn't have my driver's license, my insurance card, or my registration. And all I was wearing was my boxers. Oh, my and goodness. literally the cop, the, the cop made me get out of the truck and go sit in his car while he pulled up my information. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah. So, needless to say, needless to say, we, we are we are all a work in progress. So I'm thankful oh, for thankful goodness. for progress. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, I feel very confident that Brandon was solely responsible for the fire firearms. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel better. Has been made. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so many things. So many things. That- the yeah. <laughs> so like, how how mad you go you? on and on? <laughs> <laughs> so so how mad was your dad when he found out, or has he still not found out? <laughs> <laughs> he did He's find out. For I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I think mom saved the day. I mean, had had we not recovered those guns, I mean, I don't even. I don't even know. My dad might still not be talking to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so did he not? I mean, it was, you know, he never found out. It, it was. Uh, no, no, he, he did find out. Oh, he but did he, find out. Okay. He didn't find out until after he didn't find out until after we recovered them. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> this is like, it would this not. Is it would not have been good. Mom, don't tell yes, dad, but yes. I just lost a whole bunch of firearms. Yes. And she was usually she was usually good about that. She was like, "All right, let's figure this out. Let's figure, before we tell your dad, let's figure this out together." So we we appreciated the support. <laughs> How can we tell dad? Gracefully? We screwed up. Yes. Well, it was, it was like it was like the uh, it was like the one day where where uh, mom let us skip school and we were going hunting. And dad didn't know. And so we went up to the property and we were, I, this, this is a true story. Kid you not. Miles and I, I can't remember if Phil was there, but I know Miles and I were there. And so we're up at the property and yeah, I'm driving the same truck that I'm driving right now. And we're out in the field and it's muddy out there. And oh, we no. get stuck in the mud. Just so happens dad is driving by that road like during his work day. Oh, and no. he pulls over and he's like, what are you guys doing out here? We're like, hey, well, we're stuck in the mud. Yeah, what are you doing out here? Oh, yeah, well, right. yeah, mom, mom, mom let us skip school today. Oh, <laughs> no. 
Uh, well, maybe, that was maybe, I, I guess maybe he he let us he let us go with it because uh, he knew we loved hunting so much, so he let us go with it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, 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 have a, I, I have a feeling that he and mom had a talk later. So <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. You could you you just have that moment where you, your dad just isn't saying much. You can tell he's annoyed, but he's going to help you get out of the mud anyway. <laughs> well, and then that was going to just. Yeah, that that was the next yeah. thing I was going to ask. Was you like, okay, well, see you guys later. <laughs> Just leave me out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we, we still ended up hunting that night, didn't we? And then it was just, yes, yeah, and it was. I don't think we shot. We didn't skip any more school for hunting other than uh, opening day of shotgun after that. And I think that was it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, oh, I don't man. know if that was it, but that's what we'll say. <laughs> well, well, it's it's been so much fun to to get to know Brandon a little bit better through his brothers. Um, we will never yeah. ever have both of my brothers on the podcast at the same time because they would have way too much material <laughs> to uh, <laughs> share about me. Because all right, I, I'm, this is this is my goal. For the next year, I'm working the details out. <laughs> you know what? We could do. We could. You could do a whole episode and have it Brandon focused, and Philip and I can tell story after story uh, how, and everybody would really get to know the the real side of Brandon hunting or the hunting side. Of Brandon. Ken, Ken, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You and I need to bow out of an episode. Your brothers can do it, and my brothers, the four of them, can do it. Oh, and, and we'll just let him have at it. That would be so dangerous. <laughs> that would be so dangerous. <laughs> there's all that. There's all those years of uh, uh, repressed aggression from uh, being a younger yes, brother. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. uh, I'm in the yes. same position as Brandon. I was the oldest of uh, three, and and um, I was not always the uh, most benevolent of older brothers. <laughs> we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just say it that way. But but um, yeah. Brandon, there's all kinds of stories for Brandon and Philip, and I enjoy telling them. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's been it's, it's been fun to hear them. Yeah, it's it's uh it's been fun to hear them all. But no, I'm so uh, thankful for again for Phil and and Miles and of course Brandon joining in on this episode, another uh, Christmas special in the books. We hope that you all. Yeah. Uh, and we sincerely mean this. Have a very Merry Christmas and a great start to the new year. Looking forward to um, how we can uh, change and develop going into the new year. Of course, there's all sorts of ways we can do that. But as we focus on the hunting side of it, um, remember to be thankful for the opportunities we have. Um, thankful for any successes we pick up along the way. And, um, you know, look for those opportunities to give back to others, and more importantly than all of that, looking to that real um, deepest meaning for this very special time of year, this Christmas season, and um, just the love and giving and peace and hope that goes along with that. Our world needs all of those things now um, as much as ever, and uh, uh, we're just thankful for that that uh story and that message that exists in that way uh don't forget to uh pay a visit to our good buddy alex over at east west hunts you can go to eastwesthunts.com or alexgruen.com both of those will take you to the same place where you can book a hunt planning service from alex um 
Alex just does a top to bottom phenomenal job on uh, getting yep. you into the field on those hunts that you need to be doing that you have on your bucket list. And uh, they're going to, you're going to be doing them in a way that has a greater return on investment because Alex knows how to get you on the animals and get you the opportunities that, that uh, will get you towards filling those tags. So make sure you talk to Alex. Don't forget to mention the promo code first gen 10 at checkout and you will save yourself 10 percent off of that service and of course our presenting sponsor spartan forge so many cool things going on with spartan forge as the last days of deer season wind down uh, if you haven't filled a tag yet or you still got another tag you'd like to fill you might be feeling that pressure will help relieve some of that pressure by using the deer behavior prediction but also the mapping capabilities it might be a matter of like uh, miles was talking about earlier in the show where the deer have totally switched up their pattern they're no longer on the farm that you have permission to hunt and and in any kind of reliability and so you need to go find somewhere else to hunt well spartan forge can help you with that too get you that landowner name and then knock on the door and uh, get yourself that permission to uh, chase after those uh, whitetails that uh, are still around and out and about and uh, get it done before the season closes. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Thank you to uh, the Martin Brothers once more for jumping in on the show. And until next time, everyone, Merry Christmas. Take care and take someone hunting.